What's up, guys? How are y'all doing? My name's Colby. I have a new life in Christ, and I'm recovering from people-pleasing and not trusting God. What's up, guys? So my memories of church were mountaintop experiences at church camp, but never any follow-up or understanding of how an authentic relationship with God looked. My view of religion was to follow the rules, be a good kid, not, get, not to get in trouble, and to do exactly what I was told. After all that, then I would be good enough to get into heaven. I followed this plan most of my childhood until high school when my father went to Afghanistan. I decided I was done following the rules and being the good kid. I was going to do what I wanted to do. I adapted as needed to any situation to make people like me or to keep the peace in our divorced family. For the most part, I was the good kid by inappropriate relationships, drinking and doing drugs became a huge part of my life. Concerned with earning the approval of those around me, I was up for anything as long as it meant me not going to jail. <laughs> in college, my striving to gain the approval of others turned into a two-year struggle with cocaine. My addiction found me almost dead on my friend's floor and then into the hospital. I knew I had to make a change. I dropped my childhood friends and decided to go where no one knew me for a fresh start. Moving to Dallas, I joined a fraternity at my college. I loved the brotherhood, but fell right back into the same pattern of trying to please those around me and being the life of the party. Drugs and alcohol continued, uh, but I swore I would never do the hard stuff again. I was outgoing and could talk to anyone and everyone. This allowed me to be shallow in relationships, being known by a ton of friends while at the same time being known by no one so that no one could hurt me. This continued until I hit rock bottom. I lost half of my sales uh, in the business I was in, and so I didn't know if I was gonna be able to make rent or even afford food. My college girlfriend ended our relationship in which I had had deep-rooted codependency issues and uh, looked for my identity and value in that relationship. I rebounded into a purely physical relationship. I tried to end it, but was told that that was not going to happen. <laughs> Part of me was like, uh, I don't think you know how this works. Uh, and she told me she had something, something of mine, and she was really going to make me regret it. I gave her $600 for an abortion and told her to take care of it. My entire life I'd been about me, what I wanted, and what I could get from those around me. I was so prideful that God had to completely break me and bring me to my knees. I had to lose everything before I could turn to see what I needed was God. I began attending the porch, Watermark's Young Adult Ministry. It blew my mind to hear the young adult pastor share openly about his struggle with pornography. I remember thinking, well, he is totally getting fired for that. I can't believe he just shared that from stage. Uh, I had never seen anyone live so authentically and speak so honestly about their struggles. I will never forget him teaching that a bad tree can't bear good fruit. I ran from the church that night to my car, uh, just crying. I called my mom and I told her that I didn't have any good fruit in my life and I don't think anyone would look at me and say, hey, that's a strong Christian man right there. I don't think anyone would describe me as a strong Christian man and I was attempting to fill the God-sized hole in my heart with everything the world offered, yet nothing satisfied for any length of time. I truly saw my depravity. I constantly ran from God, yet he had continued to pursue me through it all. That night, I walked into my apartment and literally fell on my hands and knees and prayed to God, knowing that I couldn't save myself and I needed a savior. I decided to quit living with one foot in the world and the other in the church. I was gonna go all in with God. I was so hungry to learn more about a relationship with God uh, and everyone kept suggesting regeneration. I figured I'd give it a try. After my first night, I figured I really didn't need regen because I decided that my sin wasn't as bad as the other guys that were sharing in the group. I shared that uh, thought with my friend and he said that he'd be praying for my pride. Yep. <laughs> I followed those feelings for the first eight weeks, but I just kept coming back and kept coming back. 
God had had me here for a reason, and the fact that I didn't want to be here so badly meant that I think I needed to be here. I had trusted God with my salvation, but the first steps helped me realize I didn't know how to trust God with my everyday life. I had no idea what it looked like to pick up my cross daily and to follow him. Step four was uh, was pivotal in my recovery. God opened my eyes to something I had forgotten about and buried so deep. I remember being molested by a childhood friend when I was younger. Sharing this memory with my mentor was tough, yet freeing all at the same time because it was something that I was like, man, that doesn't happen to guys and you for sure don't talk about it. But the conviction was so heavy to bring this abuse into the light that I couldn't hide it anymore. This was a huge step in my walk with Christ. It allowed me to honestly work through the tough things and to see the root of my trust issues. I shared about my struggles with lust and anger and was truly authentic for the first time in my life. God continued to work on my trust issues through steps eight, forgive, and nine, amends as I processed ending an engagement just a couple months before the wedding. God brought strong godly men into my life so faithfully, uh, and they faithfully walked alongside me. They were absolute uh, best friends, and they had helped me understand what it looked like to walk with Christ uh, in all areas of my life. I learned to trust God daily and to surrender my selfish desires and live for him. I'm realizing more and more every day that when I keep my focus on God, I find my strength. But when I start focusing on my circumstances, uh, I really start to sink. If I try to do things under my own power, I know I will falter. If I could encourage y'all with anything tonight, I would remind you that there is a God that loves you and is pursuing you. How do I know this? Because you're sitting in this room on a Monday night. It's not by accident that we're all here. And if you don't know this God yet, I would say consider what it looks like to surrender and trust God. Uh, It won't be easy. As a matter of fact, it's actually gonna be really, really difficult. But we don't grow when things are easy. We grow when we're put under pressure. The hard times aren't without purpose uh, and allow God to take you, break you, and make you look more like him. That is where true joy and happiness will be found. The only reason that I can stand up here is because Christ uh, and what he did on the cross for me. Because without Christ, I'm weak. I'm way too concerned about what you think about me, what you think about this testimony, whether it sounds good or not, wondering how I look or how I sound. And I'm weak and I'm broken. But my brokenness and weakness, I will gladly boast in Christ who has truly set me free. This freedom comes from surrendering my life to Christ and admitting that I don't have to have it all together and that I need his help. Daily, I must choose God over my addictions and over my comforts. In Regen, I gained a deeper awe of God's character. The Regen books are great, but they can't save you. Regen is a tool to show you where true freedom is found, and that is in trusting Jesus Christ with your daily life and not just your eternity. Regen is nothing more than a giant arrow arrow pointing to God who is pursuing you. Romans 5.8 says, but God demonstrates his own love towards us and that while we are yet sinners, Christ died for us. He never said, hey, Colby, I need you to fix yourself. I need you to do something first. He said, Colby, I love you and I have plans for you. He takes the broken, the lost. He says, I'll take you right where you are in your mess. I won't just make you different. I will make you new. Now that's a God that is worth following. Psalm 56, three through four says, when I am afraid, I put my trust in you, in God, whose word I praise. In God, I trust. I shall not be afraid. What can flesh do to me? My name is Colby. I have a new life in Christ and I'm recovering from people pleasing and not trusting God. And today I give him all the glory. Thanks guys, I appreciate it. Come on.